this is Radio X. From Global. The Radio X Residency with Noel Gallagher. Radio X. Okay, well, good evening. This is Noel Gallagher. And I am at Radio X, of course, and uh, I will be, or you will be listening to me and my mate, Matt Morgan, uh, for the next, don't know how long, it depends how long we can be bothered doing it, but it'll be for a while, we're going to play some tunes and talk some nonsense and uh, generally try and get up people's noses. How are you, Matthew? I'm good, I'm really good. What have you been up to? Just, I mean, you always ask me that. Well, I'm not a rock star, so I don't have the same. So I'm not going to say anything particularly. But what have you been up to? Being a father, writing some comedy, doing podcasts, of which you're a common guest. Do my sorry, not common. Do your your figures of the podcast? Am am I am I the most popular? By far, easily, and also the most common guest. Thank you very much. I've ever met. (laughs) Um, So. We should start by playing a tune then, right? And uh, we'll start by playing... i tell you what's funny about this is the, 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 the titles of these tunes are on this screen, but they've not put who the artists are. And I have picked these you tunes know that. from my little tune cellar at home. So we're going to start by listening to a track called Seven Wonders of the World by Prince Buster. And uh, I've only just got into this tune. And uh, you'll find, when you're listening to this, you'll go, hang on a minute, this is bloody nearly identical to Ghost Town by The Specials. This is Seven Wonders of the World by Prince... You're listening to I, Noel Gallagher, on the Radio X Residency. Seven Wonders of the World by Prince Buster. What do you reckon? I mean, I like it. I don't... I hear what you're saying about the Ghost Town, right? Right. It's just in that vibe. It's not like it's the organ them. and the brass wire. I mean, it doesn't actually sound that much like uh, Ghost Town. So, now, so what we're doing here is uh, Radio X have asked me to come on to promote my late. I mean, I don't know why I'm promoting it because it's already been to number one. So, frankly, who cares, mm. right? So they've asked me to come on and I think promote their radio station more than promote my album. If I'm being honest, I think it goes both ways. I don't think so. Has Radio X ever had a number one album? I don't think so. Um, uh, and they're, they're going to be asking me some of your questions. Apparently, we're going to be listening to some of your voices asking me questions, which will be unsettling. But um, we're going to uh, we're going to start. We're going to start by taking a question now. Yeah, let's have a question from one of the. Uh, okay, well, people. I don't know what these questions are, so don't look at me like, you know. I'm going to read it out. I've got no idea. No, gonna, I can guarantee you one of these questions is going to mention the Beatles, Oasis, Crisps, hair products, chocolate. All the big stuff. All, all the things stuff. that you're yeah. known for. Mm. Uh, right, let's have a question. I think it's interesting to hear someone's voice because normally it's just like a text or an email. Are we gonna do, oh, are they, oh, they actually going to read the questions out? You're going to hear them. Mm. Right, so I've got to put these headphones on. Put your headphones on. It's going to be exciting. Let's do it. This is Dirk, and I wanted to ask whether you prefer playing indoors or outdoors, and why. Derek, well, Derek, it depends what I'm playing. Uh, whether I like playing indoors or outdoors. Rock and roll concerts, indoors are better. Playing The Fool, outdoors. Always. Yeah. Playing... Football. Footy, as you like to call it. Ugh, please don't... Don't call it footy. I don't know what your problem is. With Every, it's offensive. It's more offensive than the word latte, which is, and, what's the other thing I find? 
Latte is one of the most offensive words ever, but footy is right up there. Mm. And soccer. Mel's got a real problem. He's got a real problem with me liking football in any way, because I was never an established football fan. But... If I use the word footy, oh. look at what's happened to oh, it. Yeah. It properly winds me up, though. Yeah, latte, you can't have a go at that. That's a different well, it's, language. Well, it's difficult for a Mancunian to say because we don't tend latte. to pronounce RTs. Mm. Latte. Or latte. Um, but, uh, yeah. Indoors or out doesn't really, doesn't really bother me one way or the other. I suppose the best vibe would be indoors for the most money would be outdoors. Ah. That's usually the way it works. So surely if you're at a festival... Yes. ...and you look out and it's just... You know, like that, isn't a that sea better? of pound notes. Yeah. A sea of ten pound, fifty pound notes. But basically it comes down to money. If you're indoors or outdoors. Not particularly. I don't mind playing indoors. It's got a certain charm to it. There's more of a vibe sound-wise. But outdoors, girls in crop tops. Yeah. Men in sombreros. You've never been... In the Midlands. You know, like... On a, a Tuesday. Like Guns I mean, Roses. You know, doesn't get much better than that, mate. Sorry, oh, bucket hats. Talk about girls sunglasses and maracas outdoors. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. Like, but there is... With big rock bands, when the girls... I mean, you couldn't do it these days, but when they were on people's <laughs> shoulders and they got their boobs out and they were on the mega screens and stuff. Yes. That wasn't an Oasis thing, was it? Well, yeah. Yeah, Liam, Liam would always... Uh, Liam would always ask for a release... <laughs> A release of the of the of the glands. Really, during the gig? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Release the glands. <laughs> release the boobies, please. <laughs> or I'm going. Yeah. I always found it very uncomfortable me having a daughter and all that. But it's, nowadays that would seem like the most motley crew sexist thing ever, wouldn't it? If he was asking. Yeah, well, I don't know whether you know this. Oasis wasn't very, wasn't a very politically correct or sophisticated band. No, no. But like now. Oh, now, like, now. If you did that now, it'd be like. He said this. He said this. He made the girls do it. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that. Which is one of the reasons why Oasis will never get back together because we could never, ever see a young pair of breasts in our audience. And frankly, what would be the point? Well, I see you're listening to Noel Gallagher with Matt Morgan on the Radio X Residency. Should we have another one? Yeah, let's have another one. Right, uh, you can choose, Neil. Just press a button. Hi, Noel. If you could spend a day in the life of anybody, alive or dead, who would it be and why? Is that John Sim? That sounds like John Sim. It sounds like John Sim, but no. It sounds like John Unless he's Sim. using a pseudonym of David. David. Um, <clears throat> hi, David. Um, you could have a minor career as a John Sim sound-alike mm. for a Halifax advert or something. You know what yeah. I mean? What was his question? He was asking, in the voice of John Sim, who would you like to spend a day in the life of and why? I guess as them. Alive or dead? Alive or dead. But they're alive when you're doing it. Otherwise it'd be boring. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go for some astronaut. And it would be like Neil Armstrong. Well, he's just a doddery old bloke now. Well, not on the... not. All right, well, then I'd be living the day, the oh, day right. that you landed okay. on the f moon, wouldn't I? Right, okay. So, all right. Or maybe an astronaut. Let me think now. Or, like, maybe, um, you know, I said he was reading that book called Running the Show mm. about the British Empire. And they used to, they, when, when they owned all these, like, mad islands, not like the big when they had India and all that, but they owned, like, lots of little islands that were just, like, the size of 
Timperley, right, in the, in the Pacific Ocean. And they just send civil servants out to run them. And when they'd arrived, the locals would think they were like arriving gods. Mm. And they were just like guys who were like working in, you know, up the street there with clipboards. And uh, the book is about these guys who were mental, like, you know, and well, like nine wives now. and all that kind of thing. Like, 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 yeah, went mad. Now, like yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, went crazy. So maybe a day in the life of a civil servant on an island in the Pacific at the height of the British Empire. Or Neil Armstrong... Or the problem with you being Neil Armstrong was because you'd be him, you wouldn't know any of his training or how to use the equipment. It would have just been a very sad story about yeah, him dying I'm on not, the moon. I'm not just going to pop up like on Star Trek and pop up in the seat beside Buzz Aldrin and him say, "Where's Neil?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm taking over for <laughs> the day." His body. It's like Quantum Leap. Yeah, but I'd live through him, so I'd know the training. Right, okay. What would you? What would yours be? It would be something stupid like Frankie Howard. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what I'd really like to see is how they built the pyramids so I'd like to be the chief pyramid builder Darby, but I, I, uh, what, listener listening to this listener Matthew is a confirmed believer in aliens and believes they've been here and all that nonsense so surely you must believe that aliens built the pyramids right uh, I don't think they did there's some weird things about the pyramids like how did they like get the joints so I've been to the I've been to the Great Pyramid in you Giza. Done it? Have you been in it? I have been in it. Yes. Have you? Yeah. You I went feel? in the nineties. And uh, <laughs> yeah, flicking V's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bro. Downtown. Uh, yeah, I went to Cairo for the weekend. Like one. You know, Cairo. Yeah. When you see the Great Pyramid and the Sphinx, and uh, they're great shots. But if you if if the camera ever goes the other way and looks back on it, there's a pizza hut and a KFC <laughs> <laughs> on the thing. Which I found amazing. But the pyramid, the Great Pyramid, and going inside it is staggering. Really? It's staggering. Did you have a, like, a, a sense of... Did you have any sort of spiritual experience? Not really. No. No, it's just something I'd always wanted to see. And, uh... Yeah, I'd, I probably didn't... Like most things in the 90s, I didn't appreciate it at the time. Because mm. I was mad for it. <laughs> right, and uh, so I didn't really appreciate like meeting David Bowie. I didn't really appreciate meeting David Bowie in the nineties. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I know you mean. I was kind of like, all right, mate, what's going on? It's like, oh, hello. <laughs> uh, but uh, there's a lots of things I'd like to do from the nineties again. Going to the pyramids, but we won. But a bit dodgy going to Egypt now, and it. No offense to any Egyptians listening, but. All right, well, let's flip uh, David's question slightly. What day of your life would you like to live as you now? What, relive a day? Yeah, it's like being at the pyramids, meeting David Bowie, stuff like that. Meeting David Bowie, I'd like to relive that day. That'd be great. Uh, let me see. There were so many great days and, like, amazing jaw-dropping moments in the 90s. Maybe the day I wrote Don't Look Back in Anger, as I have no recollection of it whatsoever. Hmm, that'd be good. Yeah, I would like to read that. I know I wrote it in Paris after being at strip club. I know that much. But I don't know anything else about it. Um, oh, the day I wrote Supersonic, just off on the hoof in the studio. That'd be great. Or, um... <clears throat> I don't know, I was quite fat in the 90s, towards the end of the 90s, drinking loads of Fanta 
and eating loads of KFC. Mm. There's room I'd like to live one of those days again. <laughs> a bit like, you know, the Alan Partridge sketch where he's on Toblerone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a bit like... Because <laughs> I, I was... I mean, I was extremely happy. But, uh, I was full of fried chicken and fizzy drinks. Really? Did you... Is that like before you had uh, someone... Well, you didn't have a chef or anything, so who was... No, what were you eating? Chef. What did you eat in the 90s? Just takeaways? Uh, yeah, 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 just takeaways. Well, everything changes... After thirty, don't it? Mm. The old metabolism slows down, and uh, you go, "Oh, hang on a minute, is that my thighs rubbing together?" That's mm. an odd experience. Maybe I should go to the gym, but I didn't actually go to the gym until I was well into my forties. I was well thirty, I reckon, when I hit the gym first time. Right, it just seemed like a mad thing to do, and then yeah. I only went because I had a bad back and a medical expert said you should start going to the gym anyway I started going and I couldn't bloody stop well you got addicted to it the yeah gym well you high. do get addicted to it don't you yeah I've what do you do at the gym we've talked about this before but what do I do at the gym embarrass you about it I go up one two down one two <laughs> <laughs> then the other sock and then I'm then I'm done by then like uh, I was in the gym this morning mm. yeah and it was brutal what do you do though this one keep trying to oh walk. I get I, I get on the bike yeah ride around the gym ringing the bell bib <laughs> <laughs> bib uh, and that, so I get on the bike for about an hour, listen to music. That's too long. Uh, and th why? That's just too long. An hour on a bike. Yeah, but I listen. To, I'm listening to music that I'm writing, so I'll be listening to uh, where my new album is at the moment, right. and and coming up with ideas for that. And then uh, <clears throat> play a bit of hopscotch, bit of a hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah. Uh, uh, thrust a hot towel down the front of my shorts <laughs> as, a, as a treat at the end. <laughs> um, just normal things. So stretching. He won't tell us what he does in the gym. Well, it's not. Well, I don't know the correct. I don't have a personal trainer, so I don't know the correct terms for it. But I go there and I do a bit, and uh, I do a plank. Oh, do you? Yeah. How long? What's your plank time? Oh, well, I have to stop at a minute. Yeah, I, I, I get. I bored. think I got to two minutes once, but. I get bored after that. Have you ever done that challenge? Um, the, what, walk the plank? No, that's pirates. The, uh, it's like a plank, but you go down, it goes, it's that, to that Moby song, when it goes up Sally, down Sally. Right, I sound mad, but it's a real thing. Google it, Neil. <laughs> There's a song, and it goes, you have to go up when it says up, and then you go down into a plank. It's yeah. so hard. See, I never went to college. I didn't so know I don't, I don't, the army I don't do this. get into stupid games like that. SAS do it. Right, let's have a shot every time someone <laughs> says, ah, kid. <laughs> no, honestly, it's a real thing. And uh, it's a challenge. Like, I lasted about a minute. Right. It's like two and a half minutes. Do you go so. to the gym now? I've got a gym in my house. What? Like a room of my house. What? It's got my gym equipment in it. Oh, so, hang on a minute. So you've got some gym equipment in a I mean, room in your house. It's not like a gym with mirrors in it and loads of like customers. A drinks machine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like I've got a lots of Fitbits, yeah. spandex. No, unfortunately, it's just a little room. But I've got like weightlifting stuff, a Peloton bike. You know, one of them. Oh yeah, you I don't. Like I see. That, I can't. I don't. I don't like doing weights. I don't like muscly. I don't like muscles. You'd love them, really. I don't. No, I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't. If you were like ripped. You'd love it. No, I wouldn't. When you're on Bono's yacht. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these are the things. <laughs> <laughs> See, but I don't eat a lot. I don't have a great appetite. So I don't really, I'm not really, for someone who's not been to the gym since November. Yeah, you're pretty I'm slim. I'm a little bit of a trimbalina, aren't I? Yeah. Really. But that, but why did you, because you used to eat a lot, surely. 
Yeah, I don't know what after. Maybe it's an age thing. You get older, you lose more weight, don't you? When you get older, you don't get fatter as you get older. <coughs> right. We'll play a tune. This is a tune by Danny Lane. Danny Lane, there wasn't. Yeah, one. Danny Lane, who was in. Uh, who ended up in Wings, I believe. And this is this is one of the best songs ever. This is called Say You Don't Mind. Radio X. Mind. That's a funky name, Denny, isn't it? Yeah, Denny. Do you think he was called. I think he was called Dennis. And it was like in the swinging 60s. Oh, like Denny, mate. Or like the French, you know, Denis. You know, like Denis, Denis. Which, like. I thought, you know, Blonde, that tune by Blondie. Yeah. I thought they were French for years. They're Blondie? Yeah. Did you? I didn't, I didn't realise they were from New York. Hmm. Um, because, uh, she, obviously, she sang in French. But um, that was Denny Lane, So You Don't was, Mind. That's what I always name was. A magnificent tune. We're going to find out what his real name is. Denny Lane was... <laughs> generally, his name is Brian Frederick Hines. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Frederick Hines? But it's Hines, like the British spelling, not Hines. Oh, Hines. Hines. Um, but Denny must have, I mean... God what did you think of the tune, old great song? Oh, you weren't really listening, you weren't listening to it. You weren't listening to it. I you wasn't were, fully focused on it. You were fiddling with your notes. Radio. Um, so we're going to talk about my new history-making, record-breaking album, uh, which is out now, available, although it's selling like hotcakes. Mm. And uh, can't really sell out that kind of, in the digital Not world. anymore. Not anymore. But it, eventually, there'll be none left. Mm, I don't think it works like that. It's digital, so just... People I don't want to break this to you, but there'll like, be no, there'll be no, there'll be no streams left. There'll be none left of Wonderwall soon. <laughs> yeah, no, that did really well. It's just dried up. The data, <laughs> the data just died. It's streamed out. Yeah. It's streamed out. Um, well, that's good, isn't it? To have a number one album that's the best of. Well, I tell you what, right? Out of all the records I've had out, I when I found out that that one had gone to number one, I guess I'm more proud of that than all the others. Because it was such a a, a surprise, mm. and uh, I was kind of it made me reevaluate a lot of things about my band. Made me think of us in a different way now. Be like we've been well, we've been accepted almost. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Not like not like fans that have been with us from the beginning, but like fans will have all those tunes anyway, and the two extra tracks were already available before the album came out. <clears throat> so it must be like casual. Uh, mm. Gallagher's got a best on out. That's what I I might get that. Played at the polo this weekend. It'd be interesting yeah. to know how many like fans weren't Oasis fans because they like they've just come to your band now because they're younger. They're rare. They're like the golden unicorn, but there are some of them about. Really? Who? Uh, yeah, I've met one or two who uh, prefer. The old high-flying birds to Oasis. I quickly let them join my band. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's been a very, it's been a very, very surprising success. So, um, will it change where you're going in the future? Has it made you think differently? In that no, 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 not 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 in musical terms. It's made me think. Hang on a minute. I thought, okay, I thought we were. This is going to sound rubbish on the radio because I'm about to signify this in a hand gesture. Okay, I'll but do I didn't think describe. we were. I didn't think we were that popular. Right. 
You know, I thought we were kind of that big, and now I'm thinking we're probably that okay, big. Okay, so just go back to the first one. That was about A4 size right, piece yeah, of paper. And that was that was like um, that was the length of one of your scripts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then that's he's the extended that to I would there. say a but, child's baseball bat. Yeah. Why do they make children's baseball bats? Is it for underage violence? You think? Well, there's a lot of theories that the. Uh, the undersized baseball bat is the perfect home protection weapon. It is. I used to have one under under the bed in um, in my flat in Manchester. It was it was it was a metal one, and uh, I I had to get rid of it once I married a Scottish person. Didn't need it anymore. Well, you know what they're like. They've had a drink. Was it ever used in anger? Well, no, because I got rid of it. Yeah. So I just took that out of the equation. So I'm not having the baseball bat while she's around. Where did you? How did you get rid of it? Just. In the bin. I've hid it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> should, should it ever go off? Yeah. Uh, but she don't know where it is, you see. Um, when you had... I'm, hang on, I'm quite interested in that. So you had a baseball bat under the bed. Was that fame years? No, 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 no. This oh, was... pre-fame. Yeah. That was like, you know... These were the wilderness years. Right. The years of... Uh, yeah, I wouldn't really say it was wilderness years. I was happy, but... Uh, <laughs> I was uh, I was happy, but I did have a baseball bat under my bed. But I was broke, what and I used defending? to look at my television. I think I'm not satisfied with the size of this television. Pass me that bloody guitar. Let's <laughs> see what we can do. Let's see what we can do about this. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but no, it's made me reevaluate my band, and I've actually, I've actually, uh, I thought we were good, but now I think we're great. So thanks, boys and girls. You've made him more arrogant. Or girls well and done. boys. And I couldn't be any more arrogant. It's difficult for me, though, because I'm not... I I, I sound arrogant to you, right? Mm. Because you're a lowly little gag writer Ooh. for little-known little comics. Yeah. But if you were me, it were, you, I wouldn't seem arrogant. I don't seem arrogant. You don't seem me. arrogant to yourself? No. <laughs> <laughs> Should I? No, I think I think you're not really because I know you're. Well, you know me. That, yeah, right? you know me. So you're not as arrogant as you make. Yeah, it. I like to come across as arrogant because I think people expect it of me. Yes, and I like that. I like that people think I'm a bit of a see you next Tuesday. I like that. But he's not really. Yeah, I'm even not really. though you did call me a lowly little gag writer. <laughs> you are. What, what's the best gag you've written? Can't say it here. Well, what's the best one that I you can know. say here? Don't focus on me. This is about you and your... That's right. Damn right. record. <laughs> this is Radio X. X. The Radio X residency with Noel Gallagher. So we have another question yes, from these on. characters that are listening. Uh, this is, I mean, this is more, just going to elicit more arrogance from Leo. Oh, yeah. Hi, Noel. Uh, my name is Leo, I'm from Brazil, and I'd very much like to know, uh, in your opinion, which of your solo tunes is the most underrated? I'd probably go with The Right Stuff and Black and White Sunshine, but I'd really like to know what's your take. Is that a digital person? Thank you, Leo. Leo's from Brazil. He sounded digital. Oh, what do you mean? It didn't like sound real. It sounded like that, it sounded like Siri. Tell us, what is your favourite song? Yeah, like he's um, AI. Uh, my fans. Leo is not a world. robot. Um, uh, my most underrated tune. I got, I've got a tune called "Alone on the Rope," which is a tune for the connoisseur. I rarely play it because it goes down 
like a knackered lift mm. when I play it. Right. So I, every time I play it, I'm like, oh, people are going to love it because like three people on the way into the giggle say, you playing all the ropes tonight? And you go, you know what? to play that tonight and it bring the house down <laughs> sadly it never does there's kind of like people like what's this um then you say that that you think people think it's about suicide it's not yeah no it's i uh, brought it after watching that uh documentary about man on the wire right man on the wire alone on the rope i give it a the little man on the way he's walking but he's like he's a, a tight rope, rope yeah tight rope right, walker okay. have you ever seen it no i haven't it's actually a documentary. was it uh, between the two twin towers i think it was wasn't it I think it was something like that something like that some tall building if he fell off he would have injured himself right um but it's not about it's not about lots of people say to me is that song about suicide about what other songs yeah like yeah and it, I, I i always kind of weirds me out a little bit i'm kind of i mean none of them are about suicide um but i do get asked about that a lot and uh another thing i get asked a lot is why some of these great songs end up as B-sides and why are they not on albums? And how is that not on an album? And, and the reason is they were, most of them are written after I finished an album mm. and then you get to the B-sides and then, you know, you get that moment where you, you write a great song and the album's already pressed, like, duh! Um, and then, uh, and then I, and then the reason why they're not on the best of is because I perversely like to leave uh tunes for people to discover for themselves like a little easter egg hunt where people can go hang on a minute what's that what's that tune i've never heard that tune before this is amazing it's about suicide does it annoy you if people like think or not not that they would tell you what that your song's about but people misinterpreting things no because i no if it annoyed me i'd tell them exactly what it was about i don't like i don't like i don't I don't mind. I don't mind people misinterpreting because they're open to. Because I don't really know what they're about half the time anyway. Right. I'm only, I'm only fishing for the first line, and then everything f- follows that. I only really know. I'd say seventy five percent of the songs I've written. I only really know what they're about once I've finished writing them, and I'll go. Oh, that seems to be about sausages. Are they all about something, or are some of them just? No, you know, no. I'm, uh, I guess the ones that happen quickly. The ones that come all in one go must be coming from somewhere. Something in your subconscious is expressing that. Whereas the ones that you chip away at, you know, one line, some lines in the songs don't really follow the other one. They don't make any sense. But, um, yeah, but I'd say, to answer your question, Leo, from Brazil, have you been to Brazil? No, never. It's an amazing country. Really like far out good crowds in it south america the uh, the best it's one of the things that i look forward to the most is going to south america brazil argentina oh my god i'd say if push comes to shove probably the best fans in the world really up there the japanese are great and the italians and of course you guys you british guys are amazing amazing never forget that <laughs> who's bad who's like oh god we've got to go to that can't, never can't really be, say that can you? never been never been truly accepted by the cheese eaters in scandinavia they've always had a problem with me and oasis well so you the whole of scandinavia pretty much yeah never never actually set foot in finland as a band i don't know what's wrong with you mob you missed out though uh Never, yeah, there was, I mean, couldn't, not, was never really popular in Spain either. 
Really? I would have thought Spain... I think it was the Parker. They were like, Ay caramba. Why he wear bedspread? <laughs> <laughs> They're like flip-flops and shorts riding scooters around it on a Tuesday. <laughs> you, um, you and Liam didn't wear parkas in Spain, surely. You didn't commit to the parka Well, much. I didn't. I didn't, no. He does love a coat, doesn't he, Liam? A below-the-knee, yeah, below-the-knee coat, yeah. Fishtail yeah. parka. Yeah. I've always thought they were... I've been photographed in them, okay. I know that. I get that. Um, never felt comfortable in them. I'd, I've, I'd, wear, I'd wear one at... Not like a... Well, the fishtail parkas are awful, but... We're a similar kind of thing to Glastonbury, if it's... Mili- aren't they military... They're sort of army clothing, aren't they? Isn't they can- it's something to do with Canadians, isn't it? The Canadians. I don't know why they've got a fish's tail, though. I don't know what that's all about. Hmm. But anyway, if you ever get the chance to go to Brazil, check it out. Yeah. Wonderful place. Food's amazing, probably. The food is... I went to a bar once in the 90s in Brazil, and... Uh, if you go to bars of bowl of nuts or mints, maybe this had bowls of condoms on the bar. Oh, what a night! Bit chewy. <laughs> <laughs> radio X. This is the Radio X. Yeah, I laughed out loud. Your voice. You did laugh out loud, and you rocked your head back and kicked your leg in the air. Slapped my belly. You did indeed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Why is he singing like that? He's sort of cartoonish. Well, I don't. Well. I, Mate, it was. It sounds like it was the fifties or the early sixties, and they were just wild, crazy cats. I have to say, a lot of your m- music choices here aren't particularly troubling. Any time past the sort of Suez Canal crisis. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're expecting me what to play the blue tones and uh, Stone Roses? No, I'm just like I'm just saying. Like, is that you don't have to be? Well, this is the, well. That, these, this is this is the music I listen to, is it? Yeah. Is that like useful for writing? Like, is that where you're sort of? So, sort of so let, well, that one, for instance, I would probably, if I'm doing a tune, I'd say to my engineer, that guitar sound. How do we? I'm terrible at getting sounds in the studio. I'd say, how do we get that guitar sound? And my engineer, strange boy, Stacy. Is exceptional at getting guitar sounds. Um, so yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't listen to indie music. Do you listen to indie music? No, you don't. Do I you, don't. Neil? <laughs> you do. Okay, you have to because you work here, don't you? Um, no, it's rare. I listen to indie music. When was the last time you listened to the Stone Roses? Like, put an album on. Well, I was listening to Phil's Gold the other day. Wouldn't class that as indie music, but listen to that album all the way through. I've not listened to that album all the way through for years. Mm. Although Sarah was listening to it the other day, and she said, "My God, she hadn't heard it for years, and it's amazing." But it, I actually might do that. I might do that tomorrow because that that first track, "I Want to Be Adored," is really brings me back to those early gigs. They've always came onto that tune, always. Right. <clears throat> And when my old mate Manny used to play that bass line, it was kind of haunting and, uh, yeah, would put me right back in the international mm. when they were, I mean, I've always said this, but they were the greatest band I've ever seen in a nightclub, ever. They were unbelievable at the time. Um, were you a roadie then? Were you in the music business? Uh, no, I wasn't, I wasn't in the game when I first seen them 
but they were they were in what's regarded as their goth period. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's that like John Squire being artify and Jesus. Uh, and well, the Manchester look. I'd say they were the last people to adopt that in Manchester. Really? Yeah. When Manny joined, Manny looked like us, and they looked like rock stars, mm. like eight, like eighties rock stars. And then as the drugs changed, it all changed. You know, everything went a bit baggy. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I first seen them uh, in the International One uh, when they there was no, there was hardly anyone there. And um, I mean, they were amazing then. And uh, they had two guitarists then. I think a guy called Andy Cousins. Uh, but they were, I mean, they were they were the best band I've ever seen in a nightclub, ever. Um, although Aces are pretty good indoors in little nightclubs when we started. We'd push them close. Um, but when you were watching the Stone Roses then, were you like, oh, I want to do that, I want to get up there, or were you just a fan? No, I never had any, um, but no, no. I always thought, right, <clears throat> that somehow I was destined to be involved in music, but I couldn't really play the guitar, and I wouldn't, wouldn't, I didn't have any ambitions to write or anything like that, but I was really into music. And when I met Graham Lambert from the Inspiral Carpets and I ended up working for them, I thought that was it. I thought, oh, my destiny has come true. And, that, and I, that, I, I settled for that. It was great, and then I got fired for being a little bit cheeky to the singer. Really? Yeah. Has that story Have been told you the story? No, I don't know the story. So we were crossing a border. Back in the 80s, we used to have to cross border. We're going, we, we'll have to go through it now every time we go onto the continent now with Brexit. But we used to... Uh, used to, have to we were crossing a Spanish border, and uh, the police got on with dogs and all that kind of thing. And uh, I remember... He's been, you've been on my tour bus, right? Where you've got the aisle and you've got the three... Yeah. Bunks either side. I remember as they were getting off, having my arm on the singer's shelf on his bunk, and he kind of, the little curtain went back, and he went, Who knew Wave? That the rots. Was like, <laughs> and he said, There's a drugs on the bus. And I said, Yeah, 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 don't worry about it. And he said, Why, Where did you hide them? And I put my under his pillow and said, Under your pillow. Which didn't go down too well. I was relieved of my duties at the end of that tour. <laughs> but me and me and Mark Coyle, who ended up co-producing Definitely Maybe, was our sound engineer. Me and him got sacked on the same day. Cheeky little beggars. How did he sack you? Like, pull you in? Oh, they, uh, they just... Uh, the Inspirals, because there was five of them, they would always... One of them would always say, look, it's not me, it's the other four. No, really. <laughs> Which is something that Oasis adopted. <laughs> <laughs> because we had to sack a few members down the years, it'd be, look, mate, Except I used to say, look, it's not the other four, it's me. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> and I'm back. Should we take a question or play a tune? Well, we've been talking for a while. What do you want to... Play a tune. Play a tune. Okay, right. I'm going to say that we're going to play... Is this going to be from the 50s or the 60s? This is going to be from the 60s. This is by Mark and the Misterons. <coughs> or is it Question Mark and the Misterons? I don't know. And it's called Do Something To Me. And it is frankly... One of the best, most unknown tunes ever. Radio X. Do something to me by question mark and the Mr. Ones or the Mysterians, whatever they are. I like uh, it. Oh, what? I like it. I it's like a that song. Mate, that's life affirming. Yeah. 
It is, I know, and I like it, but like, I, I, I mean, it's quite. I don't gentle. know whether you know this, Radio X listeners, but Matt is into some really dreadful music, like <laughs> black metal. And it's not black Norwegian no. punk nonsense. Yes, you are. Norwegian. You sound like. But funny so enough, likes loves I Find Birds. Yeah. I've always liked your, like, you know, songs like yeah, Talk Tonight and stuff like that. But when you, yeah, but I like lots of stuff. I like Leonard Cohen like and Bob Big Dylan. Big Elf. It's kind of like, makes me think, hang on a minute. I wish I'd never sent you that Big Elf song. <laughs> he never, never forgets it. it. The amount Money of things I've It's pure evil, which clearly isn't. Right? So it's a nonsense, it's a nonsense premise yeah, that, for a song anyway. That little melody's stayed with you. All well, it has, yeah. yeah. I listened to it repeatedly for, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't get it out of my head. Money! <laughs> Is pure <laughs> evil. Anyway, right. should we take a question from these Let's listeners? Take a question. All right, Noel. Andy Young from Ponty in West Yorkshire here. Out of all of your big shot celebrity mates, who has got the reputation for being a top slurper and all round party animal, but actually turns out is a complete lightweight? And likewise, who has got the reputation for being mild mannered? And quiet, and actually turns out to be a top. Now I sense. What was his name? Andy. Andy. What did he say? So what did he say? So-called celebrity. What did he say? He's saying which celebrity friend? No, he said he put a little put a little snidey thing in there, didn't he? I've kind of resent sensing a bit of resentment from him there, but then again, he is from Yorkshire, so it's, it's understandable. It's hard to tell if they're understandable. Being grumpy or just... No, what? Well, it's a, it's a grumpy sounding accent, isn't it? It's hard to tell if he's. I don't think he's having a dig. I think he's just. Just genuine. Play it again. I'll play it. Let me decide if he's having a pop or not. Come on. All right, Noel. Andy Young from Ponty in West Yorkshire here. Out of all of your big shot celebrity mates, who has got the reputation for being a top slurper and all round party animal, but actually turns out is a complete lightweight? And likewise, who has got the reputation for being mild-mannered and quiet and actually turns out to be a top Big shot celebrity, mates. Yeah, See, me and you, you're not a big shot. You're a, big shot. You're a little a shot. little shot. <laughs> no, he's talking about your mates like Matt Smith, Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew Madonna. McConaughey. Lars Ulrich. I wouldn't say Madonna was a friend of mine, but Lars she's an Ulrich. acquaintance. Lars is a good lad. Right, so his question was... Out of all my mates, who's got who's a reputation as a slurper? <laughs> An awful noise. That's my slurping. Um, right, so let me get this. Who straight. seems like a party animal, but actually, but actually he's, he's not. And who seems like uh, only seems like they're not a party animal. But so what you'll find is, or what I found down the years is actors have to keep it a bit low key because the job that they're in requires so much investment that studios are not going to invest in a raving party animal. Mm -hmm. So actors, you'll find, are have quite the lead the double life. Matt Smith can hold his own. He does tend to boot furniture over. He, get, he turns at about three or four in the morning. <laughs> he did, he's been around my house a couple of times and he supports Blackburn Rovers, right? Right. And uh, a couple of times he's kind of just does that thing where he'll drift off and then go, Rovers! And like kick a chair or something. So I've had to have a word with him a couple of times, like, mate, kick the chair again. 
and we're gonna you know we're gonna have to work this out hang on so he's falling asleep well you know like you know like when you get so drunk like you know, a granddad like, after the second world war like who was in the war and he sort of goes oh they're coming rovers <laughs> yeah and kicks and, over yeah, a chair shouts out rovers <laughs> and uh <laughs> and then boots the chair yeah oh he's turned furniture over in my house yeah 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 I mean in a, not in a violent way but kind of you know a bit of comedy hmm. but he can hold his own Matthew McConaughey is one of the most far out people I've ever met very very funny man uh, Bono is he can put a shift in no messing but he's who, Irish who's seen that who's a hellraiser publicly that isn't oh that's a bit of a lightweight yeah <clears throat> our kid it's a bit of a charlatan who else there's a lot actually a lot of them in the game can't walk it like they talk it it's usually those with the big mouths. Do you mean like they they are lightweights and they have to go home? They go, oh, I feel sick, I've got to go home. Or do you mean that they're just pretending to be, you know... I once saw this band and they were drinking Jack Daniels on the stage. They were mates of ours, right? And we were there watching them. They were like drinking Jack Daniels and going, yeah. And then afterwards we were in their dressing room. And I went, can I have some Jack Daniels? And the singer went, uh, uh, no. Oh, it's tea. It was... It was there was a little bit of I, I drank some and it was like yeah. a bit of whiskey and mostly tea and I thought yeah. come on yeah Americans don't really know how to do it I've mm. got to say don't know yeah. no, no well I do know <laughs> well, so alright what about uh, not not your missus his missus is American no Just... I was going to say an American that you know who go on then Woody Harrelson yeah he's a warrior <laughs> All right, so let's just get on with the next bit of that question, which is, who's seen as a lightweight, but he's actually... Bit of tragic. a tearaway. Bit of a monster. Uh, remember we were at a, an award ceremony once, and uh, we went out afterwards, and the singer from the Kooks kind of got swept up in our entourage... And he stayed the distance. Mm. Yeah. I haven't seen him since. I don't think he's made a record since either, <laughs> so he could well be dead. But he put a shift in. Um, Luke was his name. Luke from the Kooks? Luke Kook was his nom oh, de plume. Right. Um, who else? The bass player from the Vaccines got caught up in a night out with us once. Still going on about it, apparently. Really? There is a lot of fakers in the music business. Because it's built on fakery. Do you know what mm. I mean? And I'd say to the listener, all the people that you think that are, usually are not. And vice versa. And then there's the chosen few in the middle. Who you think that are, and by God they are. He's sort of gesturing to himself there. I am listener. gesturing to myself. Well, I'm helping them out because it's yeah. on you radio. Know, there's not many who can walk it like they talk it, mate. Yeah, but I've been out with you and you have to squirrel off at 11. Once. <laughs> <laughs> Once and I'd been out since 11 o'clock that morning. You'd turn up at 6 in the evening. Look, the thing is with all that stuff is that you got... Like, some people have a mad night and then they... You know, there's some nights where they're not so mad. So, it's, you know... I mean, there's people like Oliver Reed or someone who's just like... 
across the board. Well, apparently it wasn't that. Apparently... Oh, don't break that myth. <laughs> apparently that... Well, alcoholics are for lager, didn't they? You know what I mean? And they're, that's it. They're gone. So, and he was an alcoholic. But uh, we'd have to do a little X Factor next time we come on, just like throw some names and just say, lightweight, mm. lightweight, middleweight. What about Chris Martin? Does he... Uh... I don't even think he drinks. I think he's more into nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and Is seeds. It? Only time I've ever seen seeds and pulses in a dressing room was in a Coldplay dressing room. Really? And I actually said to the tour manager, what's that? He said, they're seeds, sunflower seeds. I was like, what, they're in a gardening class? In the <laughs> what? They're going to plant. I didn't know you could eat sunflowers, so they were eating them with a straight face. Rock and roll.